It's Friday, September 3rd, 2021. And from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is the Pennsylvania Legacies podcast. I'm Josh Rollerson. Well, it's Trails Month in Pennsylvania, and no matter where you are in our state, a great bike ride is never far away. Whether you prefer dirt trails, gravel roads, or paved surfaces, we've got a route picked out for you. This fall pack is hosting multiple cycling events around the state, and there's something for almost everyone. You know, it's an intimate ride. This is not a big, huge event. And that means you get to really know each other. We have lunch together, we have dinner together. So it's really this kind of group experience. We'll preview the 2021 Peck Public Lands Ride and the 11th Annual Peck Environment Ride. That's coming up right after this news update from Peck's Lily Jones. This week, the state's Independent Regulatory Review Commission advanced a proposed rulemaking that would allow Pennsylvania to join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, or REGI, to reduce carbon dioxide emissions from the power sector. The IRC is the latest of several regulatory bodies, including the Environmental Quality Board and the Air Quality Technical Advisory Committee, to approve the rulemaking. The decision is one of the final steps in the rulemaking process for Pennsylvania to link with the REGI carbon market. DEP projects that joining REGI will cut CO2 emissions by 180 million metric tons by 2030, while generating funds for investment in clean energy and supporting communities through the energy transition. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services established the Office of Climate Change and Health Equity this week. The office is the first of its kind at the national level to address the intersection of climate change and public health. A growing body of research shows vulnerable communities tend to be disproportionately exposed to pollution and natural disasters. The office will focus on addressing these health disparities and helping communities become more resilient against climate-related health impacts. Javier Becerra, Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, said that acting on health and climate now will produce future benefits. The investments we make today to protect health from climate change will pay benefits for generations in terms of reducing illness and health care costs. The formation of the office was part of President Biden's January executive order, which lays out a government-wide approach to the climate crisis. The recently opened observation area at Chickalamie State Park in Northumberland County will honor Franklin Curry, former state legislator and author of Pennsylvania's Environmental Rights Amendment. Though the site was dedicated in 2016, DCNR hosted the grand opening ceremony for Curry Point this week after recent site improvements. The observation area provides panoramic views of the Susquehanna River and information about the Environmental Rights Amendment. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the amendment, which guarantees the right of all Pennsylvanians to clean air, pure water, and a healthy environment. Franklin Curry served as a Peck board member for 20 years and will be recognized with the Curtin Windsor Award at this year's Environmental Partnership Dinner. Finally, American eels are being transported into the Susquehanna River in record numbers, according to the Maryland Department of the Environment. Half a million eels were captured at the Conewago Dam for transport upriver this year. In the past, the dam has impeded the migration of eels upstream, disrupting the symbiotic relationship between the eels and freshwater mussels, which can filter a gallon of water a day, helping to keep the Chesapeake Bay watershed clean. long, hot, wet summer. But cooler temperatures and some spectacular fall foliage are not far away. Meanwhile, COVID numbers are on the rise again. That means many indoor activities are starting to look a little dubious. And with kids back in school, family vacations are generally going to be limited to short weekend getaways relatively close to home. 
All of which is to say, now is a great time to get out and explore the outdoors in your area. And this September, Trails Month in Pennsylvania, may be the best time to do so on two wheels. As part of our mission to foster stewardship, promote environmental education, and boost the outdoor industry when we can, PEC has put together a series of supported, non-competitive, COVID-safe cycling experiences all over the state being held in September and October. There's something for every skill level and plenty of options. You can go as part of a big group or just head out on a self-guided outing on your own. No matter where you are in the state, you're no more than an hour or two away from at least one of the routes. On this podcast episode, we're going to break down the options for you, starting with the 2021 Peck Public Lands Ride. Here's Peck Mapping Coordinator and Ride Organizer Helena Catala with details. The Public Lands Ride is a uh, mixed surface, mostly on gravel, uh, non-competitive bike riding event that takes place at Black Moshannon State Park and Moshannon State Forest in the central part of Pennsylvania, um, just north of State College. And that happens uh, on October 2nd of this year. Uh, we have three different distances that folks can choose from. Um, there's a 25 mile, a 45 mile, and a 65 mile. It's designed so that the 25 mile is uh, pretty easy for beginners, and then the 65 mile is, is pretty challenging for those who want to push themselves further. The purpose of the event is uh, basically to showcase public lands and Moshannon State Forest just happens to be a, a convenient and also sort of lesser known location that we like to bring folks to. Uh, Black Moshannon State Park is really nice. There's a lake, there's camping, uh, there's hiking trails. There's also a lot of other things to do for those who uh, don't necessarily want to take on the bike ride but might want to do some other outdoors things. Like I said, it's non-competitive. It's just to get folks out and about. It is supported. We have a few different aid stations with snacks and water. So people can just come out and enjoy the course and have a nice day on the bike. Last year, uh, due to COVID, we ended up doing a virtual version. Um, there is no fee to enter, uh, but we released six different routes in different state forests across the state of Pennsylvania and people could go out and uh, just ride them on their own time. And we had a little bit of a photo contest if people posted on Instagram. Uh, we had some uh, companies that supported us and gave us swag to give away. And then this year, people loved the virtual idea so much, um, and we got a lot of feedback that it, it got people out to new areas that they never would have explored on their own um, without these mapped routes. Uh, so we decided that even though we're doing the in-person event, uh, we decided to keep the virtual one going as well. Um, and so we have a few new routes uh, that we released this year in addition to uh, those from last year are still out and about. And you can check them out on the PEC website. And uh, we have uh, GPS files for them so you can download them to whatever device you're using to navigate. Those routes also are mostly in areas covered by purple lizard maps, uh, which is basically the best outdoor recreation maps of uh, a lot of the Pennsylvania state forests. Um, so you can use those to modify your route um, and check out some other cool spots in the areas as well. All of the routes begin and end in a state park, specifically state parks that offer camping as we wanted to encourage folks to spend the weekend if they wanted um, and make that just sort of 
simple and easy. But the routes, you know, some of them are all within a state forest. Some of them deviate onto, you know, some local back roads and then back into state forests. Um, Some of them go through game lands. Some of them go through local parks and woods. In the morning, everybody kind of starts together. The easy route, the 25-miler, I believe it has just under 2,000 feet of elevation gain, which I know sounds like a lot, but for the area, it's, you know, pretty comparable or even a little bit less than typical. There's a couple little steeper climbs, um, but most of it is actually pretty rolling and, and mellow. Two years ago, in 2019, when we when we did this ride, we had a number of people do the the short route that was like the longest ride they'd ever done and were able to push themselves to finish that. And that was really neat to see because it was, uh, we had some people that were much, very new to gravel riding. I think it's a really great event for that because we don't have the competitive aspect. My favorite part of probably the entire course, it's this very, very gradual climb up a creek valley and you go through pines and rhododendrons and then you gradually climb up, climb up to the top of a plateau, and then at the top, it's just a very different sort of open landscape. And you just go through so many different landscapes. And then at the end, we'll have some food, and the local boat concessionaire on the lake is going to be providing boats for anybody who wants to, to take a canoe or kayak out after the ride, if the weather permits. There's hiking trails, there's camping, there's a lot to do. I actually ran into a couple um, at another event earlier this summer who told me that it was uh, their favorite bike event that they've done. So yeah, people seem to have fun. People are, I've had a lot of people tell me they're excited to come out this year. You know, we probably are going to require masks in places where people are gathered up, you know, at registration or aid stations if there's, you know, a lot of people. Otherwise, you know, it is all outside. We might do more of a waved start or choose your own start time so we don't have a lot of people all bunched up at the start. So just trying to space people out and, you know, mask up if people are in close proximity. There's certainly been a lot more people who I know are just getting into gravel riding who have, you know, inquired about the event or signed up for the event. And I've definitely seen a lot of people branch out in their riding styles, too. A lot of mountain bikers are now wanting to try gravel riding. So it's not just people who didn't ride who are getting into it, but people who already ride who are wanting to try new types of riding within the sport. To sign up for the 65-mile ride, it's $65. The 45-mile ride is $50, and the 25-mile ride is $40. Uh, you can sign up on Bike Reg. The link is also on the PEC website on the events page. We do have camping available for the weekend for an additional $10. You can also follow us on Instagram at PEC Public Lands Ride for updates and to see photos of both the event at Black Moshannon and the virtual rides throughout the state. We don't have any swag for the virtual event this year, unfortunately, but uh, we still would love to see your pictures. You can hashtag Peck Public Lands Ride or 2021 Peck Public Lands Ride. So we hope to see you there. Catella is mapping coordinator for PEC and is the organizer of the PEC Public Lands Ride. 
Well, the Public Lands Ride is now in its third year and continues to grow despite the pandemic. However, the Peck Environment Ride has been around a little longer. Every year since 2010, our Executive Vice President, Patrick Starr, has led a group of passionate road riders on a one or two day tour of the Philadelphia area. This year, the ride's breaking new ground, venturing across the river into Maryland and Delaware. Here's Patrick to tell you more. The Environment Ride is this really fun event that we do here in the Southeast region uh, to celebrate Pennsylvania's unique landscapes and to bring together uh, folks who like to bike to raise money to support Peck's work. We've done it now 10 years under our belt, so to speak, and we have an 11th year coming up in October. We thought we'd try something a little different this year. We've gone to places historically like Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or the Lehigh Valley, the Delaware and Schuylkill River Valleys. This year, we're going to go outside of Pennsylvania, and we're actually beginning the ride in Wilmington, Delaware, which is you know, just a few miles south of Pennsylvania. And we're riding our bikes to Chestertown, Maryland, which is on the Chesapeake Bay. We'll then ride from Chestertown back to Wilmington, and then from Wilmington all the way back to Philadelphia. We're going to see some really cool landscapes, um, but like one of the important connections is we work in this part of the state on the East Coast Greenway. The East Coast Greenway is a multi-state trail, and that trail connects from Philadelphia to Wilmington, and we'll actually be on some of the segments of the East Coast Greenway, which eventually will all you know go all the way from Florida to um, Canada, but. I think more importantly, in terms of our work, Pennsylvania is the largest contributor via the Susquehanna River Basin to some of the water quality challenges for the Chesapeake Bay. Now, I'm proud of the fact that Pennsylvania has done a lot and the water quality in the Chesapeake Bay has improved dramatically, but there's a lot more for Pennsylvania to do. So we'll be talking a little bit about Peck's involvement in our work to try to improve water quality in the Susquehanna River and in the Chesapeake. Yeah, we're really excited about the, the route this year. What's cool about it, the departure in Wilmington is that Wilmington has created a beautiful river walk along the Christina River, which by the way, has several of its headwaters in Pennsylvania. The red clay and white clay creeks are important drinking water supplies for Wilmington, and they both come right out of Pennsylvania, out of Chester County. So there's lots of interesting connections. And then we get on our bikes and we pedal all the way across Delaware to the eastern shore of Maryland. And we're in a different watershed, the Chesapeake, which by extension is the Susquehanna watershed. The route is long, but kind of flat. And then from Chestertown to Wilmington, it's a little bit hillier, uh, but it's a long route. I'll just say that like many of our riders will ride 100 miles on Saturday because it's a little less challenging than the more typically hilly Pennsylvania landscape. So we've increased the miles and it's one of those kind of goals of a lot of riders, including me. I've only ridden 100 miles one time before in my life in a day. So I'm looking forward to the challenge, excited by that. Finally, when we get back to Wilmington and 
Sunday when we when we ride all the way to Philadelphia, we will traverse the absolutely gorgeous Brandywine River Valley, which is in the heart of uh, Chester and Delaware counties. And then we'll be in the headwaters of several important creeks that flow down into the Delaware. And then we'll pass through the historic Valley Forge National Historical Park before we actually get on one of the most important trails of the circuit trails, which is the Schuylkill River Trail. And that gives us a straight, a very windy, but straight shot directly into Center City, Philadelphia, which is where we'll end our ride. One of the really fun things about the ride is it attracts a, a, always a kind of simpatico community of riders. Um, you know, it's an intimate ride. This is not a big, huge event. The most riders we've ever had is 25, and we tend to run more like 20 in terms of riders with some crew who are supporting us. So let's just say the average group is around 25 people altogether. And that means you get to really know each other. And because you're often riding alone or in pairs on, on the route, you actually have opportunity for conversation. We have stops for eating, drinking, laughing, talking. <laughs> we have lunch together. We have dinner together. So it's really this kind of group experience. Um, there are several of us who have done all 10 rides so far and looking forward to doing our 11th. But every year, there's always a few new folks who join us. So yeah, it's a really interesting group. I would be absolutely remiss not to mention Jerry Allman, who has, since the first ride, served as the chair of a volunteer committee that coordinates that the ride. And so he actually develops the route, but also he's a very avid cyclist. And so he knows what's fun for cyclists and what's challenging. Our committee consists of Jerry as our chair, Peter Calipori, Mila Orman, Miles Trumbull, Kyle uh, Connor and Madge Monzer. So it's a nice group of six people for a small ride. It's like actually about 25% or 20% of the riders are on the committee. Uh, but we have a lot of fun planning the ride, and making it happen. COVID has certainly been a challenge for the ride, both this year as well as last year. We actually managed to pull the ride off last year in October uh, before vaccination by having all of our riders agree to uh, demonstrate that they had been tested negative prior to the ride. And then basically, um, it wasn't a really big adjustment for us, but we, we made everything outdoors. So this year, we've decided to ask riders to confirm that they have been vaccinated. Um, but once again, we're following um, a lot of other COVID protocols um, we will not have any meals inside. So we eat our meals, our dinners and lunches together. All of them have been organized to be outdoor events. We also give people the option of a private room. We, we just keep things outside and we, keep, we try to keep with people's comfort levels. This is a really important um, way to support uh, the Pennsylvania Environmental Council and our work. Um, the ride has been a terrific source of um, donated contributions uh, to PEC. Um, 
we've had upwards of 300 donors to the ride because most of our riders uh, actually choose to solicit their friends and families to contribute and support them. We have a $1,500 minimum for three-day riders. So it's a great way to get the word out about PEC and about PEC's work. Ride registration is closing really soon, but we, we actually invite participants for a single day only, and that we will have open until around the 15th of September. People can still get in for a day of fun riding, whether it's on the Eastern Shore in Maryland, or they can join us for the ride through the Brandywine Valley and Schuylkill River Valleys back to Philadelphia. Uh, we're still open for one day riders for a few more weeks. And like I said, three day riders just under the wire. We're just about to close that out just after Labor Day. Lots more information on the Peck Environment Ride and the 2021 Peck Public Lands Ride available on our website at peckpa.org. Find out everything you need to know and get registered for any number of those options. Again, it's pecpa.org. Peck's website where we post all of our podcast episodes along with lots more news and information from Peck's program and policy work across the state. You can follow us on Twitter at PECPA. We've got a separate feed for our policy program at Peck Policy. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook, too. And one more time, the website is PECPA.org, where you can catch a new episode of Pennsylvania Legacies ahead in just about two weeks. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson. Thanks for listening and happy Trails Month.